Morning Campers and Welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, dudes and dudettes? <laughs> dude and dudettes. That's, I love the phrase dudettes. Yeah. It's so dumb. Granted, I call everybody a dude. <laughs> so. It's it's very much, yeah, it's very much a everybody term. Yeah. I think that was like California was trying to defend that. They were like, everybody's a dude. And like, like just goes yeah, by the, because dude. it's just like a, a phrase. You I know? think of me as like Argyle from Stranger Things as basically my persona to a T. <laughs> I really enjoyed him. But uh, today we are talking about horror directors uh, in particular. Uh, Eli Roth, Jordan Peele, Ari Aster. Am I saying that right? I feel like that's how it's said. But, you know, Ari if, Aster, if that's what it looks like. I mean, that's it's beautiful. A beautiful name. Like beautiful. They're, they're all great. Yeah. Names. All great names, all great, uh, I think, fresh faces in horror yes. in general. I think they've done some kind of almost like groundbreaking, I would say, like for sure, very, very Absolutely. influential pieces. So I thought the three of them, I, you know, we talked about who we wanted to do this week and we came up with these and I really think it's a good combination of directors. Um, we did a previous horror directors episode where we talked about Rob Zombie, yeah. uh, John Carpenter, and Wes Craven, yes. was it? Yeah. The three yeah. Of them? yeah. So if you want to check that out, that's a previous episode we did. Uh, but before we get into all of our horror directors, we also did a recap last week uh, on movies. We've been doing a lot of movies. We did our four favorite horror movies this month. Yes. We did... Last week, a review of Prey and Aliens and Predators. So you can also check that out if you're enjoying this like movie mania month. Yeah, it really kind of has been a movie mania month, which is kind of like we were totally not even planning that. But that's kind of how it it's kind of how it happened. And I'm not I'm not mad about it. <laughs> it has been really good. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed Prey, especially. I think that was like my favorite out of everything that I got to watch um, last week. But you could hear all about that in that episode. So things we're watching literally what i was about to ask you i was like well other than pray what have you been watching <laughs> um i have so i'm gonna complain about riverdale again i'm so sorry to anybody who doesn't want to hear this you can skip forward. I love this. uh so basically riverdale did this thing where it was the twilight zone in the most recent season there's season six and then season seven is the finale like it's done season six beginning half it started off with like a Twilight Zone effect. So it was Jughead as like the narrator and like Twilight Zone y things happening in a town called Rivervale. So I think the Twilight Zone thing went for six or so episodes and then it goes back to Riverdale. And in Riverdale, all of a sudden, all of them have superpowers. Okay. They got these gifts after an explosion happened. But the reason they had these gifts. Was because, and again, this is going to get confusing, the people of Riverdale, the Jughead, the real Jughead that was in Rivervale, was writing comics about all of his friends as superheroes, and all the things he was writing was happening to the people in Riverdale. It was very weird. But, as if that wasn't enough weird shit, the season ends, okay, and also, you might like this, I don't know if you would like it or not, uh, Sabrina Spellman comes back again. Which is like, I liked her, the f I liked the first season of the Sabrina show, I was into it. So she comes back and you're like, cool, Sabrina's here, it's all magical, whatever, it makes sense because it happens in the comics. The show ends with like this time warpy situation and they go to the 1950s. And it's all of them, nobody remembers anything but Jughead in the 1950s. And I'm like, what is the point of this anymore? This is not how this fucking, like, you know, the town is like a supernatural town and weird things happen. It's almost like the equivalent. I always say the Hellmouth, like, it's one of those things, like, in Buffy, where it's like weird shit happens there. So some of it makes sense, but well, the it worst was a part lot. about it is that this, this it was, show started off so just, kind of like realistic and where it was like actually like a murder mystery. And then over time, I just feel like they were like, 
what can we throw in there that's like supernatural that we have not done yet? Let's let's throw a cult. Let's throw a serial killer. Um, let's throw. I mean, literally. I mean, it's just a dude who's trying to escape good. Earth it's, from with a rocket. Like, let you know. It's like one of those situations where, like, you drive past a car wreck and you have to keep looking because it's so bad. It, it's, it's this. It's, this is the show. It's <laughs> not good. Yeah. I think the actors are good. Oh, I, I adore it. That's the thing bit. about it is, like, all yeah. the actors are so fun. And I think it was, a, you know, is obviously, like, great casting. But holy moly, that mm-hmm. story. Who's writing that? You know, like. I don't know. It was something. Maybe, you know, um lay off the alcohol a little bit you know when <laughs> the right I will say weird weird little side note I was looking up like just stuff on Instagram about them the director's brother I think it was um Roberto I cannot remember his real name but he, apparently his brother was in whatever country they're from I cannot remember off the top of my head <gasps> got kidnapped and they were trying to rescue him and it was like save Francisco uh, oh my I god was his name there's a whole big thing about it. yeah it was crazy it was a lot okay, so well I, maybe I to be fair ever, maybe they have a lot um, on their plate right now when they're writing correction it, it was his father who was a political <gasps> prisoner in Nicaragua that's what it was so I was reading this whole big thing about it and that that happened last year oh yeah 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 so that was that was a little like weird like true crimey thing that happened I thought was interesting uh but what have you been watching that is not the dumpster fire that I have been watching oh uh, well you know I wouldn't go so far as dumpster avoiding a dumpster fire but I'm watching American Horror Stories and yeah. I, I know I've told you I swear off this show every season because every season it pisses me off when it ends because I'm just like I wasted how much time on that um i i didn't really like the first round of american horror stories Mm -hmm. um but the second round of american horror stories i absolutely loved the first two episodes i thought those were fun i thought they were uh, a fresh new like had some like familiar faces from some of the previous seasons um and uh i just uh after you know about the third and the fourth episode which oh my gosh anybody who's listening who watched the milkmaids episode will lose their mind because i'm telling you there's an entire episode where people basically have smallpox and then they like focus on these boils and um so not to this is i don't think this is a spoiler but there's basically a girl who's a milkmaid who has these boils all over her body and this is in like 1703 or something um and she basically like pops them and then takes like the fucking ooze and tries to feed people with it saying that it is literally i don't i literally could not if if you are watching that episode i recommend not eating or drinking anything prior to or during because there are several shots of like just these disgusting like boils popping or oozing and it's just so unnecessary like so beyond unnecessary Yeah, it's the milkmaid one. Um, I don't. Remember, I think this was actually called milk. I don't know what it's called. Milkmaids, maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, it's just honestly like, what a strange. I mean, what a strange story. Um, they they just have a strange mind for everything. I mean, if you look at any just general American horror story season, they always do something out of the box, and people are like, "What the fuck is this?" It, and wait, till, when you see the episode, you'll be like. It's a lot of the, it was so unnecessary. Um, but the latest episode was actually about Bloody Mary and I loved it. Um, I honestly wish, um, to be completely honest with you, I think that they could have made that, that entire episode its own series. And I think to me, that's why, 
Um, the, the episode fell a little flat because they tried to do so much with it. And the acting was great. And, and, and it was perfectly cast. It's just there was so much to this story I would love to see more about. Um, they could have just did like an Urban Legends season and did like oh, her absolutely. and like maybe two more. And then yeah. like hyper focused on them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious for what you think about it, but I, I, I enjoyed the episode. I just honestly, I, I wanted more out of it. I think that it was a great story, and, and I think that I don't want to give too many things away, but I kind of wish it would have ended a different way, but um, yeah. So we'll see. You know, I keep subjecting myself to the American Horror Stories, um, thinking that it's going to be different and thinking that, you know, but it's like a bad relationship. I just need to walk away, you know? Yeah. I haven't liked it and enjoyed it really since Hotel, so... Best one. Oh, God, I love Hotel. Like, oh, the story to me, that's the only one that felt like resolved at the end, like where it was actually like, okay, that's the story. Like we got the beginning, the end, and then they threw in like the, I I just thought it was a fantastic um, season. And Lady Gaga, right? Like Mm -hmm. queen. She did a great, really, really good job with that. Uh, I'm surprised she hasn't been in more stuff, but also she's Lady Gaga, so I get it. I mean, she got shit going. I mean, she's going to be supposedly maybe in the new Joker movie. Oh, yeah, no, Quinn, she's, so. she is her. I think it's confirmed, yeah. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I heard a lot of people, like, complaining that it's going to be a musical, and I'm like, man, you can tell these people have never, you know, been to a musical or watched Phantom of the Opera and had their eyes, like, just completely awakened to, like, the the beautiful sounds of like, I mean, music. but you, like, a lot of that stuff makes, she's literally, they're they're performers, like, I. yeah. That's yeah. her thing. Is she's she's like a clown kind of thing. And yeah, and like there's like the, the shots of him like dancing to his own music, and I was like, how amazing would it be from that perspective to have like that musical aspect? See, I I love musicals though, so <laughs> like I think Harley has her own kind of musical sequence in Birds of Prey, anyways, too. Yeah, it's like, like when I, she's I'm I'm here for it. Like I I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I will say. Um, I don't know. DC movies are hit or miss for me. I'm a big uh, animated Disney fan, yeah. like animated Disney shows and films. I, I really enjoy But the thing with D- DC is I think that um, unless they're like dark movies, like very like adultish, I don't really like them. Like I never watched the uh, what was that one? That's the um, with Justice League. Is that the one with all of them in it? Mm-hmm. I never watched that. I never watched like Superman. I never watched the Ben Affleck um batman like movies Mm -hmm. i just have never watched any of those but if it was like the dark knight and like a christopher nolan movie i watched it yeah but you know like it's like it's like to me it's like um i haven't really watched any of the i've watched a few of the avengers movies but like logan i'll sit down and watch logan every single day yeah no it's it's kind of its own like artsy project which i enjoy yeah or blade you know og (laughs) og marvel i don't think they claim that one but i i do they gotta (laughs) claim it it's so good but yeah we're, we're off topic again no I'm sorry. it's okay every i think people expect every week that we gotta go off, off topic of something so welcome to my brain that's <laughs> no, good um well if that's all you've really been watching i honestly haven't been watching too much i've been like trying to get ready for events and stuff like that but yeah yeah we're gonna talk about some of our favorite films we watched and maybe uh some of our not favorites we're gonna be talking about things from directors in general so yeah let's get started we have first up Ari Oster. Uh, this is a film director who is very well known for doing A24 projects. And I think people get A24 confused. Like they think A24 is the company that's like putting out everything. But they're yeah. actually just, I believe, buying from smaller independent projects and then. So cute. Yeah. Out. Yeah. We love that. Um, so 
Ari is responsible for making Hereditary and Midsummer, which I feel like are some of the most like prominent films in the 2010s. Um, yes. There's a scene either like there's a scene in the new Scream where in the beginning she's on the phone and they're asking about scary movies, which is like a classic scene moment. You know what I mean? Um, it's a classic scene in Scream. Yeah. And, you know, slashers in this are portrayed as like such a 90s thing. And I think she even says her favorite movie is Hereditary and talks about how like artsy the film is. So I think yeah. these films have really translated horror in a weird way. I think there's, yeah. I mean, there's been tons of weird projects like The Love Witch, um, Suspiria. Like there's tons of artsy ones already that have existed. Yes. But these two have done very well and I feel like have been received well by people. Yeah, like the horror genre so i thought we could talk about those first um so hereditary is uh, a quick summary for you is when the head matriarch of the graham family passes away her daughter and grandchildren are set on a journey to unravel cryptic messages and terrifying secrets about their ancestry Whoop. that's the general summary they give you I would never say that about Hereditary. I'd be like, this is the movie where a girl's head comes off and it's all culty. <laughs> like, it's some cult bullshit. They're very discreet about it. Uh, I mean, I think with that is, like, there are so many moments that you're not expecting in that movie. No. And I think that's what's so brilliant about it is, um, you know, the scene that you're referring to where she loses her head without giving too many spoilers. I mean, who sees that coming? Oh, I think we could. This People, if you haven't seen Hereditary, this shit's been out for how okay, long? yeah, we're gonna spoil it. <laughs> it's your fault it. for not seeing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I honestly, Hereditary to me uh, was probably one of the scariest movies I had seen in a while. To be completely honest, um, mm -hmm. you know, the scene where shit starts going crazy, and it is a little bit of a slow burn. Um, and I think that some people just, I don't want to say that there are people who are. Uh, always unhappy with horror but i feel mm -hmm. like there are people who think that if it's not right off the bat like gore and um someone getting killed right off the bat they get very bored with it um, but that's why there's different subgenres of horror and that's why exactly. i talk about that often because yeah you know this is it's definitely supernatural psychological yes um uh, the one thing about it too is it's for me, when you were saying slow burn, I felt like the movie was like three hours long, like three and a half yes. hours long. It feels super long. It's like two hours. It and does like feel long. Four minutes or something short like that. Like it's. But not I think the that good long. thing is, 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 it's, it's kind of like a little a slow mystery the entire time. Like you pick up mm -hmm. on little things going on, and then you start to realize, okay, something is really, really going on, and then shit goes down, and you're like, I will never be the same. <laughs> no, and I think it's. I think they did a great job with casting. Yeah. Um, Oh, what's her name? Tony Collette, fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, Mila Shapiro, who who plays uh, the young sister, like all all the casting, I thought was very yes. great. Um, yeah. It felt somewhat real to me, like I could see a weird scenario like this happening. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And I definitely like before I saw this movie, I knew the head thing happened because people were talking about it. <laughs> I didn't expect it to go the way it did. And the fact yes. that he is so shocked and like leaves her sis his sister in the car and like things like that, I think, yeah. you know, really set this like grievance in motion, like how people grieve. And yes, um, it, it's just a very cool horror movie. So, yeah, I enjoyed I that a lot. I think like, we talked about this briefly. The The scariest part to me is still like seeing the bodies going up into the treehouse. Oh, like, God, like, I love that part. Yeah. See, the part where they're walking out and she's like crawling on the ceiling. I, I'm literally getting mm -hmm. goosebumps because I just, um, nope. 
that's a yep. that's a hard no pass or the the part where uh is it the dad the dad just catches on fire and oh and, yeah 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 so yeah i i enjoy that and also um the actress that plays the young sister millie she she's on tiktok doing the damn thing oh, all the time love that good yes. for her so she's just like she makes TikToks about like how she was uh, in this huge movie that people like, and they're like, "You're the hereditary girl." It's very oh, I love that. It's cool, Bless so. her heart, yeah, girl. We stand you. You're awesome. <laughs> um, so I think that was pretty good. Out of the two, though, I think I might like Midsummer more. I mean, to me, I feel it's... like a lot of I feel like a lot of us women feel a certain way, and probably could see a guy that we wouldn't mind seeing in the bear suit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 100%. I just think, like, so similar to what you were saying with Hereditary, too, and and we'll talk about this in a second, is the theming and the little, like, Easter eggs and moments that you catch later when you watch it again. So, Midsummer is a story of a young couple that travels to a remote area in Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled Midsummer Festival. But what begins as a relaxing retreat quickly changes into an increasingly bizarre and violent competition at the hands of a pagan cult. See, that one's yeah. a little bit more. They tell you what yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, to me, I don't even think uh, any of the killing at the hands of the pagan cult was really a problem. For me, it was the suicide scene. Oh, yeah. They they went really graphic with that. I did um, not. Yeah. Yeah, to me, that was the, you know, uh, trigger warning. Um, the suicide scene was just very, um, ooh, it hit. I was like, damn, you know? I wonder how people in Sweden felt after <laughs> this whole game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's, I, I mean, I, listen, I, I think that a lot of the rituals they had were very beautiful, but obviously, like, don't go killing random, you know outsiders <laughs> yeah so to me i thought it was interesting how they took like traditional like pagan things because we talk all the time about how like pagan stuff is rooted in christmas and every holiday you can think yeah. of like i think that makes sense i think honestly like i wish there was a little bit more on um the parents death in the beginning of the movie that that makes her have such a uh hard like breaking point like final breaking yeah. point because yeah. with her danny like her whole thing is that she is clearly like mentally unwell um whether i think she's like in therapy like she's clearly like yeah. not in a good spot and uh her sister commits that murder suicide with her parents and her just kills the entire family so i i think obviously she is at a very fra- fragile state she's at a very uh easy to manipulate state which is what cults do prey on and we know that we've talked yeah. about that before so i think that yeah. is done very well and i think it showcases it very well um i could have done without knowing that the blood and the fucking pubes were in his food and drink but that's also very traditional like lures with witch witchcraft yeah yes, yeah exactly and you do see um, even in the beginning of the movie and and, and there's art basically showing you this process um, yeah which i think yeah. is really cool is there a part that really stuck out to you in this movie that you enjoyed or were uncomfortable with or scared you oh no i mean i thought it was really cool that they they showed the guy like blood eagled basically in the barn um all the barn really... stuff was a lot yeah yeah i was like okay um the barn and the tent yeah i mean it's just a visual movie mm-hmm. um which i really like i mean the story is obviously amazing I, I thought it was a great uh but i mean visually it's just beautiful like uh the um, all the artwork 
that's like lining within all the, the different buildings on this like mm-hmm. uh, cults. I don't want to say, but it's a cult. It, their 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 land. Um, yeah. You know the yellow um, temple, uh, the triangle mm-hmm. temple, um, the flower dress. You know, I think it's all just very like visual, and it's very it's visual, um, it's symbolic. They definitely yeah. work in that story, and they show you the story yeah. early on. Uh, yes. without realizing that that's what's gonna happen yeah um what's that called like a not like a cold opening it's like a foreshadow they're just yeah yeah that's exactly the word. yeah uh yeah, yeah everything in the tent is too much for me the scene we even talk about the scene where he's banging the lady and all the old naked people are there and then oh yeah like that, like that was holy cow talk about like performer like anxiety because like holy shit like so the guy for those not listening if you haven't seen this movie uh there is a scene where um this guy's kind of been like i don't want to say getting seduced but getting seduced by uh, a member of this cult and uh she basically wants her to inseminate her uh and as they're banging like all the women in this cult surround them and echo the sounds that she's making during sex so it's it's a lot it's a very like you know like oh (laughs) you know i think with that too is like there's a scene where she's where danny's crying like hysterically crying and they're also mimicking the sounds like that part genuinely makes me like skeeved out it's the noise of it yes um yeah i guess they do it to feel like they're like in unison with each other i don't know but it is too much for me yeah so i did enjoy i did enjoy that a lot i think it's more fucked up than hereditary uh, I, see, I think that Hereditary is like more of a scary story, and I think Hereditary is more of like a psychological. It's, I think they're both psychological, but I think Hereditary yeah. is more like a creeps me out, scary, and Midsummer yes. is like that's fucking too much. Um, it's, yeah, it almost yeah, reminds, yeah, I agree. It reminds me very much of the Lodge movie, which is like very heavy psychological stuff. It makes me think of Midsummer yeah. like that, but yeah, um, yeah, those are those are two very prominent films in in horror now in general and i feel like there's been a lot oh of, for sure i guess what like what you were saying earlier is like a lot of horror can get repetitive because there's been a lot and it's slasher or it's you know maybe a comedy horror maybe something else comes out and they're not always great right like you you have expectation for horror movies they're not always up there that's whatever but i feel like these two were very successful and i feel like he's obviously a director to watch out for and i will happily watch anything else he does oh absolutely yeah. for sure for sure is there anything else? i mean i think it's it's crazy that these two movies are already on so many people's like favorites list oh yeah you know? i mean they 2018 2019 like yeah very recent and i feel like they've had a, a huge impact which is really amazing yeah for sure love those which one's your favorite out of the two? Oh, definitely think Midsommar. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's maybe yeah. just like sometimes with movies, there's certain movies. Uh, Gosh, the Rod Zombie one with the record. Was it Salem's thing? Oh, Lord Salem, yeah. Lords of Salem. Hereditary yeah. and like The Witch. Those movies make me feel uncomfortable in my skin when I watch them. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is about. The, it just makes me feel like weird. Oh, I and love so the I, witch, I tend to not watch them as much. I, I've watched, I've shown Midsummer to people more frequently than I would show Hereditary. But yeah. I think Hereditary is fantastic and I love it. It's, yeah, it's definitely less uncomfortable than like the witch to me for some reason. But yes, um, yeah, yeah, I would say Midsummer. What about you? 
Oh, I like them both. Um, honestly, like I, I think that once you watch Hereditary once, you're probably good. Um, just because it is a long movie and it is like there's parts of it that are super depressing. But like I, I think to me like I like Midsummer a little bit more just because it's like that's a movie I feel like I could watch over and over and not you know yes it would fit so many different moods mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like Hereditary is like I want a scary movie, heavy, scary, yeah. grieving. Yeah, um, yeah. I did see that there's a film coming up called Disappointment Boulevard with uh that's gonna star joaquin phoenix uh okay i love that and it is a comedy horror that is written mm. produced and and uh directed by him so that's something we can oh so to. there we go mm-hmm. that'll be in 2023 it says so i mean i feel like joaquin or i mean as if i know joaquin <laughs> our, our um, best friend i feel friend. like joaquin i know our bff joaquin um and i don't think that joaquin would ever sign on to something that is not a good idea no. and i just feel like i trust them both he, at this point he also <laughs> has i think like a prominent face in horror right because he was in uh gosh my brain signs uh signs he was also in uh, the village like things that I mean he was Commodus from Gladiator I mean the evil villain he's absolutely <laughs> and he takes on great roles and I like him as an actor but especially those two films which I think are like very pr- also prominent like I know there's a lot of mixed yes. reviews about the village but it's like one of my like faves I, I loved it. the village very I thought good. it was fun um yeah and obviously you know signs is a classic I think that's like we have to yes. do a whole thing on M. Night Shyamalan because also Logan had a show at his venue like last night and the opening performer was his daughter <laughs> M. Night I love that yeah we yeah we are definitely we M. Night do. fans yeah, here yeah, yeah so I do enjoy his film so we'll have to do him next time too um love that but yeah so I'll look forward to that and when it comes out we'll have to let you know our thoughts on it Yes. But uh, out of Ariaster, let's talk about Eli Roth, which we've talked about before yes. on our channel a few times. Yeah, I feel like he's done a lot of things, whether it be direct or produce, write or um, star in. I mean, he does acting, too. So, like, he does it all. And now he's doing, I told you, the fish, the the shark thing. I love that. Yeah, I think that, honestly, like, I, I think that um, Cabin Fever was probably his breakout, I would say, with directing. Yeah, um, we love Cabin Fever. Which was back in 2004 wasn't it holy moly like forever ago so he's been in the game for some time you know um yeah cabin fever we talked about uh before we also talked about other stuff from him but that that's the one where it's a bunch of college uh graduates who rent the cabin in the middle of the woods and mm -hmm. then become victim to a flesh-eating virus which stars Ryder strong from boy meets world Yes, so, we love you that. Know, classic there. Uh, the one scene that sticks out to me from this movie always is the shaving scene. I knew you were yep, about to say that. Yep. I was like scene. waiting for you to say it. It's, yeah. And I, I'm curious as to like when we talk about the scenes that stick out to us, I wonder if directors know like this is going to be a scene that people are into or talk about or yes. stays historically yeah. with it. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he got he wrote that after he kind of had his own experience getting like a, a basically a flesh eating bacteria. So I think it's really cool how some like, an, like a little event that happened in his life kind of like spawned this whole like creepy, gory like skin eating you know movie it's it's sick it's a good movie though that's like my nightmare though could you imagine like like a a like a you can't do anything about that i don't know and i love okay spoilers but this has been out since 2004 and if you have not seen cabin fever and you're listening to our horror podcast then i'm going to be judging you for not watching cabin fever yet (laughs) but um my favorite is how they had the thing where they weren't going to drink the water and the guy you know ends up like surviving 
and then at the end it's like oh <laughs> i thought that was hilarious i thought that was great they um, made they made a remake of it yeah i think they did didn't they i know there's, I think there's actually a two actually isn't there two like a cabin? there's a second one i remember seeing it and i think it's like the i think the water bottles go to like a school and that's like part of the premise i don't know like that's like i think the first like five seconds of the movie and then i think it turned off but in is it 2016? I feel like it was more recent. Yes, yeah, it says 20. Fever. Yeah, yeah. So 2016 was the remake of that, and that was by somebody else. But it's a, I think he wrote some of it. Yeah, it says it's written. So I think they just took the story and maybe changed it a little bit. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, it, I mean, I could see it going a lot of different ways. I mean, it's 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 like one of those movies where like I it, it could be something like that could happen a lot, like a lot of situations. Yeah. Yeah, so it yeah. was a, a high school prom faces a deadly threat because of the popular water bottle brand. So yeah, it was a water bottle went to the school and then everybody was getting <laughs> so uh, random. No, I haven't yeah. seen that one. <laughs> no, he didn't I don't think he worked on it either. So that's okay. That's okay. Maybe that's we'll okay. watch it. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Maybe. We'll um, see. <laughs> uh another classic which I think you were talking about the other day that you really liked was Hostel. Yes. Uh, this stars uh, best friends Josh and Paxton who decide to spend the summer after college graduation on an all-out backpacking trip to Europe, as many college kids, you know, do, a- and while stopping in Amsterdam to indulge on their taste for drug, sex, uh, and, you know, spicy shit, Clearly, they meet yeah. a person <laughs> named Ollie who is a like-minded traveler from Iceland, and the three of them set off to investigate uh, enticing rumors of a Slovakian hostel uh, populated by lusty women, and they found themselves drawn unwillingly to a deadly game. This was a a weird one that I yeah, it's not what I thought it was when I first uh, turned it on. <laughs> uh, you know, it, this is one definitely where I feel like Eli Ross stepped up his game in gore. Um, like I said, I am not a huge fan in gore, but I I will sit through it for the story. Um, so if it's like mm-hmm. it, you know, here's the thing: is I, I feel like yes, it's very gory, but it's it's kind of like. Uh, it, it's showing you the story at the same time and giving you the. I feel like it's like a realistic yes. horror too. Like this is yes. Like not that not saying there's so many people who stay in hostels and are totally yes. fine and like that. It's it's the same effect of like midsummer. Like people are like, oh, going to Sweden. Remember what happened in midsummer? Yes. Oh, staying in a hostel. Yes. Remember that movie? Absolutely. It creates this effect that maybe might not be realistic, but it also could be. So I think that's like that's where I like horrors when it's like something that could yeah, happen, and like especially. literally that um, literally the town that it happens in. I always thought, oh my god, I will never ever go there ever in my life. And like it's so. Did you go there? No, I haven't. But you know, it's so funny. Someone <laughs> we know actually went there, and they were like, yeah, I'm going here, and I'm like, oh my god, that's where Hostel takes place. But they're not American, so I was like, I didn't know if they saw it, but I was like, ooh, honey. <laughs> And I could be wrong because Bratislava could be this beautiful place, and I'm sure it is. But I will always think if I ever go there, I will always be like, I'm never staying in a hostel there because obviously, like, no way. It's just also like, like you said, it's one of those things where hostel feels like something like that could really be taking place. You know, like, who would be really that surprised that rich people are paying to, like, murder people? You know, like, I. I watched like a this isn't the same thing I'm getting off topic but there was a movie called Train in like 2006 yeah. or 8 uh, where it's like a similar thing is like uh, a swim team goes to a different country like going to compete and then they get on a train and uh, they start dying and their organs are being oh harvested. my god and yeah like, like 
yeah it's like weird shit like that like you honestly never know when you travel somewhere else like what your experience is gonna be most of the time it's nice and good and safe but when you go to a country where like you can't be off of a resort or can't be anywhere else and you just venture by yourselves and you're and you're not familiar with yeah. the territory it's like yeah yeah i've, I've had some sketchy experiences in amsterdam after like midnight so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's why I'm- you are past midnight oh yeah <laughs> it's a whole different <laughs> place i was like i am not built for this okay first off i just want to eat space cakes and go fucking oh, eat all good. oh god it's awesome I just want to eat space cakes and then they have all these cute little shops that are like these perfectly like uh, it's like uh, like all these like cupcakes and um, frosted cookies and it's like almost like it's perfect. It just is it's so pastel. It's so perfect. And you're like, oh, my God, this is this is what heaven is. I love that. I want that. Yeah. Space cakes and that is not what the flour. what the boys went no, for. No, it is not. They, they went for <laughs> they went for some crazy shit. I actually haven't seen it in a while. I should probably watch yeah. it. I remember it being very good though, and I. Enjoyed I mean, to it. be fair, all the women were stunning, so I don't blame these men for like thinking that they could score with these hot European women. But you know, that's what happens, I guess. You know, some European women steal your heart, <laughs> literally grindhouse i'm not familiar with this uh, one Have so you seen rose grindhouse? mcgowan you probably recognize it because it's the one where she's got the oh. uh, ak-47 as like a leg no what? so it's yeah it's very like uh it's very like um what's the word i'm looking for um okay so what i do remember is my mom tried to rent this when you never know, when you could get um blockbuster started sending movies to your house and you can rent like three dvds and then netflix started doing that and then that was before netflix was streaming my mom tried to get this movie and it did not come it was some other weird like artsy movie and she was like what the fuck is this so i remember i haven't seen grindhouse i literally i saw it was on the list and well i didn't really i didn't watch it I watched the trailer and I was like, maybe some other time. <laughs> no, I'm I'm into it. Um, but you know, here's the thing: is like I feel like it. Uh, people who like this movie like it. It's iconic because it's I've seen the characters cosplayed very many times. So I feel like it's definitely got its like little. It's left its mark, you know. Well, so the thing with this too is it's saying like Quentin Tarantino does it, and then Robert Rodriguez. They all have like different segments, and then Eli Roth has a fake trailer segment in it. So it's like. Okay. They all did different parts in it. So I think that's okay. interesting. Um, okay. And I would be into it, but I have not seen it. However, because we've been talking about Quentin Tarantino so much. I want, that's okay. I want to talk that's about our, something okay. really quick. Homework. Uh, yes. Yes. So after Cabin Fever came out, uh, Eli Roth was received very well. Like people uh, obviously thought he that film was good and that he had a promising yeah. career. So Quentin Tarantino was one of those people. And he placed the film in his top 10 of the year. And he reached out to Eli Roth in hopes of working with him on projects. Um, the dream. Yeah. And Eli Roth was offered, like, doing some of the most notable horror film remakes, like Last House on the Left, The Fog, Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, they were all given to him, like, we want you to do these films. But... Tarantino advised him to turn down those offers instead of make an original story on his own. While swimming in his pool, Eli Roth brainstormed an idea for a low-budget horror film based on a murder vacation. Love that. Yeah. That is how he came up with the concept for Hostel. So, yeah, because, and I think it's cool because everybody, like, Tarantino is a little bit of a mess, whatever, but I think, like, he's a very notable director. I think the insight and 
making it so that Eli Roth didn't just do these remakes and have his own original projects that we yes. do love like Hostel is one yeah. of them I think that's such a cool yeah. uh, little story that I thought would be fun to share oh yeah because I mean honestly when you think of like a gore movie that's a horror movie Hostel's got to be up there mm-hmm. in the list you know what I mean it's 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 such a good movie I even watched all the sequels on that too and I didn't mind those as all like they were good too yeah he has a bunch of uh see if you just want to look at eli roth's stuff not only is he acted like we said he's produced a lot of shit because i think people know that he's definitely um a force to be reckoned with and obviously you know he's written stuff too um but you know this man is is just a diverse person however we have talked about it on here before on our cannibal episode greed inferno is another big project that he did uh this was a story of a college student who meets another activist and they go on a hunger strike on behalf of underpaid janitors um, together. And she agrees to go with him after this bomb that they make after, uh, you know, going on a hunger strike together to go to the Amazon and also protest there to help these. Yeah. Save the Amazon. Like she's all about it. But when she gets there, uh, she, you know, what's the best way of putting this? Their plane fucking crashes, okay? Their plane fucking crashes, and they get stuck in the jungle, and the rest of the rest of their group are taken by a tribe of hungry cannibals is, like, the premise of the movie. So this is one I would say is really fucked up. It's, like, even if you're, like, gore, I think it's above gore. It is is kind of gross. You know it's fake, obviously. You know they're not being eaten, but the I would say the makeup and everything else is done very well because it looks disgusting. I would say this was a pretty good cannibal flick. Um, you know, uh, I thought mm-hmm. uh, definitely a lot of gore. There were a couple points where I had to like turn away and be like, oh my God, is it over? Like, <laughs> But thank God, unlike Cannibal Holocaust, no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Um <laughs> So that we can that we that that we can be um very yes. happy about. But yes. yeah, I actually liked Green Inferno. I um you know, I hadn't watched it until we decided we were gonna do a film on can or the stuff on cannibals, and then I was like, Okay, I just gotta watch it, I just gotta get it done with. And I didn't mind it, it wasn't too bad, it was pretty gory. Um But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good cannibal Yeah, play. so the thing with that is you you mentioned um Cannibal Holocaust, and that is like where Eli Roth kind of got that presence. Uh, He sought out a local tribe to use for this movie and showed them Cannibal Holocaust. And the tribe thought it was a comedy film and agreed to do it. Like they were laughing at it the entire time. Uh, And the villagers even offered to give the production designer a baby as a thank you when they were done filming. So um, I don't know what their pay was. I'm assuming it was good. This is something I talk about. I can't find it anywhere, but I know that he went and physically was like i'm getting on a boat and i'm gonna find people to do this film i mean i feel like he's very passionate also about like um i don't i I, i'm pretty much i think that he's pretty much a humanitarian and like tries to like um you know save the earth and all that stuff because he's doing so much work on the ocean and with sharks and stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like he actually wanted to have um you know actual representation of like an actual tribe and actually like go buy the books with them so i think that's pretty i think i like that I think it's a, you know, obviously there's some controversy with people how feel about that, but I think they were probably properly compensated for it. Oh, yeah, because I mean, I can see how people would be like, oh, great, you're using these these remote tribes to make it seem like they're all cannibals, you know. 
But also, honey, there are some remote tribes that are cannibals. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's really, I think it's really cool how you know in Cabin Fever, you said he did it based on his own experience. Like, uh, yeah, you know, this film he really focused on finding like kind of like an authentic space, even though there clearly weren't cannibals. Like he yes. created the space, so I think that's very yes. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's just something that he brings to his films. So I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I honestly, I really enjoy um, pretty much almost everything that I've mm-hmm. seen of Eli Ross. So um, Knock Knock was actually, it, it's it's not like, uh, it's not like cannibal horror, but it's the one with uh, Keanu Reeves. You remember I didn't that see one? it, but I did remember, like I looked and I was like, oh, Keanu Reeves is in this. That's the extent of my knowledge. I've never seen this before. Yeah, well, he played, okay, so essentially he plays a hot dad. Oh, I'm in. Who, yeah, hot dad. Um, and two young girls show up to his door when his family's away. And, of course, they're, like, hot and covered in water. And they're like, oh, I don't remember what happens. They're like, oh, my God, we, um, our car, like, broke down, like, and um, our nipples are hard. Can we come in? And so he lets them in. And then they seduce him. And then it turns into, like, this thing where they're, like, hunting him. And it's crazy. Oh, okay. I'm literally yeah. looking at it. And I remember seeing, like, clips and stuff from this. But I never watched this movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's it's an interesting movie and I love Keanu Reeves and I like Eli Ross. So I was like, OK, how'd you like it? Um, I want to say someone is in that, too, like Anna de Armas or some I, I, one of those beautiful Hollywood women. I don't know. They basically seduce him. And it's it's honestly a pretty good, pretty good little thriller. Um, I wouldn't say it's like horror, but definitely I, I thought it was an I think thriller can be in the realm of horror, you know, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. interesting but that one was good i wonder where he got that idea from <laughs> i mean okay now i'm questioning eli roth because it seems like he's taking a lot of his um real life experiences and putting them on the big screen so eli roth do you have something that you want to tell us about this movie <laughs> i know i'm very curious but i do know he's working on borderlands the 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 movie coming out that's I'm about that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what projects he has. Um, yeah. I'm definitely. What would you say is your favorite Eli Roth film then? If we're talking about one he acted in, Inglorious Bastards for me. If we're talking about one he directed, it's got to be It's got to be Cabin Fever. Okay. He was wonderful in Glorious Bastards. So I absolutely. And I, I absolutely love Christoph Waltz. And I love him. He's, he's mm-hmm. I love old men. <laughs> so if you're an old man, I'm going to do it. Totally into it. Oh my gosh. Our demographic for our 60 plus just went up. They heard you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Um, but no, I um I love Hostel. You know, I, I think that um, I love Cabin Fever and it's great, but Hostel to me was like such a good, like fucking scary, terrifying thing that could actually, well, I don't think, hopefully no one's like really, but they probably are selling people. But yeah, um, I loved Hostel. <laughs> well, our last director we're going to talk about today is Jordan Peele. Uh, Jordan Peele's probably, I think, the person that people are looking to for horror right now. Like, I think people are looking at him as, like, the king of yeah. horror right now. Because we have iconic directors. We think, like, you know, yeah. Stephen King. Uh, we think, you know, many people that we've named already. Wes Craven, John Carpenter. Like, those are Wes iconic. Craven, I think Jordan yeah. Peele is up there. He was already doing it with Get Out. And now he's made two new films. And I think the future is very yeah. bright for him so let's talk about get out since that was the first one okay that's right so yeah daniel Kaluuya is in this movie uh and it's all about his character uh 
goes with his girlfriend to their family home for the first time. There seems to be like a family gathering, like it's like a big family reunion. So he's meeting their entire family. Uh, and TLDR, if you haven't seen Get Out, you should be seeing it already. But basically, uh, he is being auctioned off. He's a black man being auctioned off to a white person. And in this film, you could tell that there's like very subtle hints to the notion of of things being black and white whether it's the photography whether it's things placed separately like there's a big notion on racism in this film um <laughs> bless him it's done very very well so the movie for me it's like one of my favorites it's in my top five i recommend it to people all the time the first time i saw it i say every time the first time i saw it i was in an airplane coming home from la and i put it on and when i finished i took off my headphones and the guy next to me was like white people are crazy right and i was like yeah man you write you you write random white guy um there's subtle this movie is is interesting to me for many reasons i really like that yeah the reason why they choose black people as as fucked up as this is is because they think that they're so intelligent and so different and it's not like purely based on like a racist thing but it is at the same time you know um there's weird symbolism like the the scene where she takes the fruit loops separately from her milk so like the colored stuff separately from you know her white milk and eats it that way like little things like that i find very interesting but i would love to hear what you think of get out oh i loved get out i thought it was i honestly it's one of those movies that i was very like i kind of knew what the notion was going into it but honestly i thought it was it was a great fucking story and what a way to like, um, you know, address some of these real world issues that we're dealing with right now in, in a movie and put it into art, you know, to me, I think I, I loved it. I loved get out. Mm-hmm. It was I just, think- it was just a fresh movie. It's just, he has such a fresh take on things. And I, and that's not to take away from other directors or say that other people are doing it a different way or doing it wrong. But I think that having, um, especially having a diverse like person who's casting, who's, who's adding these stories and own their, own experiences i think that's fantastic well and all this film star black lead which historically in horror is like the black person dies first and that's just a thing that's talked about i think there's a documentary on shutter all about um being black in horror and that one was very good i enjoyed that but i think it's it's something that black people often see portrayed in horror is that they die first or their storyline like they aren't the main character they're the the little buddy and they're the side character and they're this and it's just it's representation matters Mm -hmm. too though so that's it's it's so nice to finally see the representation we get the representation you know obviously um gordon peele's a a black man he obviously wants to see that yes i think he does a great his casting overall for every movie has been great so far um to me i love this movie because of just the little subtle things like yeah. the mom with her teacup and the dad being like i'd vote for obama a third time if i could like just <laughs> weird dumb things that you know people say and do it's very realistic um yes it is very sad obviously because you do see like the people who work for them are technically like their grandparents and their brains were transmitted i don't even know if yeah. that would be something that's possible but that's super interesting to listen me that- if you really think about it like think about how many like billionaires have probably tried to figure out like immortality and are 100%. doing like 
yeah, like that's why like some of these like sightings, not to get off, but where some of these sightings where people are like, oh my god, Mothman was spot in Chicago. I'm like, bro, that's probably like a billionaire using his jetpack that his underground bat cave, like you know, like. Well, they're also um, yeah. the order of the coagula, right? So they they are a cult. Like that's the premise of the movie is essentially being a cult. Um, yeah. And what's, you know, saddest to me also is, like, the one person who treats him like a human at the family reunion is the guy who's, like, I want his eyes. Um, I think that's so sad. But, oh. yeah, very cool. The murders in that are great. The theming of that, the pacing, the Ooh, yeah. when you figure out what's actually happening. Like, I just showed it to Logan the other day, so he was, like oh, it's going to be like a cold or something. And I was like, nah. And then like he was like guessing things and seeing what was right and was wrong was very interesting to me. So if you do show yeah. any of this movie, I would highly recommend trying to see what their thoughts are and like what they think it's going to be because it's it's good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's such a it, – it, like I said, like I, I think a lot of parts of this movie, when you first watch it and go into it, you really no. don't see a lot of it coming. So I think that's what's just amazing about this movie. It's yeah. just such a great story. Uh, Us was another big – film that came out for Jordan Peele um this is a story about a woman who has a kind of traumatic experience happening at a beachfront uh she goes with her husband son and daughter uh to the beachfront home where she grew up as a child and uh those haunting things from her past become a reality again uh she grows increasingly concerned that something bad is going to happen her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers descend upon the house forcing them into a fight for survival when the masks come off you do see that they are all exact replicas and have exact appearances to them so my first thought when i watched this i was like skinwalkers i was like they're weird skinwalkers because they're screaming and they're making all these noises and they have faces and i was like freaking out um Learning what it was, though, was interesting. So what are your thoughts on Us? I liked Us. Um, you know, I didn't like it as much as I liked Get Out, um, but I did like it. Um, I thought the sequence in the beginning uh, with the carnival was great. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that overall it was a good thriller, figuring out what was going on. Um, yeah. What about you? So to me, it was interesting that the, the whole plot point is that they're clones yes and that the clones just kind of got left there so they weren't able to like be developed or anything yeah. uh right away i knew that they got swapped right yeah but it's it was interesting to me to see like like how did they get their dna just from being at the park i guess yeah i that that's i think that's why to me i didn't like it as much because there were so many things that i had questions about afterwards like okay how did this happen how did this happen like that's my my one thing is <laughs> My one thing is, is like, obviously, if you're at a beachfront, a carnival, anything, your DNA is kind of everywhere. I could see how they would be able to maybe do that with genetic cloning. But then it's like, these are happening all over the place. It wasn't just there because they're doing that hands across America kind of notion, which I love. I think that part is, is so cool. I think it makes sense, right? But with that being said, it's like, how many of these facilities are around if this would be people? And were they all under like places where a lot of people would go to yeah gather, and you get you the idea I mean? that it's like testing right because you see these rabbits and you see the facilities yes. eventually but uh the rabbits are like a prominent thing in this movie absolutely so that was the only yeah, thing yeah they're, they're called the tethered um and they obviously aren't vocal but they mimic actions and, and are very similar to each person um it's yes I don't know what their other goal is other than, you know, hands across America kind of existing and, and what that is. Um, yeah. But I'm very curious as to 
I would like to know more about this movie. That's the thing. He keeps you kind of guessing with his films and he leaves it in a way yeah. where I guess Get Out has more of a solid ending, right? But at the same time, you don't know what happens to the rest of the cult people. So I just, like, want to know more. Uh, he could write me a comic book and I'd be stoked, you know? Oh, I know. Honestly, he could even do a prequel to us where it talks about the testing and all of that stuff. And kind I would of, like, love to see that. Yeah, just so it kind of gives you a good idea of, like, what the hell is actually going on. Um, but, yeah, I did, like, don't get me wrong. I did like us. But I think when it comes to that, I, I loved Get Out because I just thought, oh, man, Get Out was such yeah, a good Yeah, he did say that his um, inspiration for us was based in the twilight zone so there was an episode called mirror image which focused on doppelgangers which is basically what this is doing um and it is a doppelganger horror film but it looks like it's it's less about doppelgangers and more about scientific like cloning correct yeah that's where it's yeah that's a little bit hard for me um but i do love this movie i thought it was very well done yeah um and yeah, I, I I would highly recommend checking it out. I didn't watch it until recently. I just never got around to it. Um, it's crazy to say because it only came out in 2019. I feel like I'm super behind. But yeah, I feel like COVID has made everything feel like we're in like our own like <laughs> era right now. Like, what is time? Does time exist? It's like a time paradox. Mm-hmm. I swear. Well, this one you haven't seen yet. And that's okay, yes. but you should see because it's very good. Uh, nope is a recent film that just came out. It's still in theaters. You could probably get it on, you know, TV soon on some streaming network. Yes. I actually, I looked because I was like, when can I watch it? And I think it's September oh, 2nd. so close. You got like two weeks. <laughs> I think, But yeah. if you got a chance to see it in the movie theater and you want to see it, go see it. I think it's very good. Uh, this is about two siblings who are running a horse ranch in California. Uh, they discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above, while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. So this movie, trying to not spoil it as much as possible for Erica, uh, it's very good. Uh, if it, it features yeah. again um, Daniel Kaluuya, and then it features uh, Kiki Palmer, who I love, and Stephen Yun, who's Glenn in The yes. Walking Dead. So it featured a lot of people that I love. And I was very excited for it. This is a. It's almost like you feel like it's going to be like um, Skinwalker Ranchish, but oh yeah, it doesn't entirely turn out that way. So you could tell from the cover and kind of like everything else going on that this is a, like a UFO kind of story. Um, yeah, it is, but it also isn't. So you'll see the movie and you'll find out why. The things I like <laughs> I is wait. there is this cold opening to um, an animal on set. Okay, and this animal on set you'll see throughout the movie, and the way that it's done is is meant to represent something else that happens in this film. I'm trying to be as discreet about it as possible. <laughs> and I think the way they did that is very well done. It makes sense yeah. for the character's arc. It makes sense for why things turn out the way they do, uh, why things happen to the theme park the way they do. And yeah, the whole, like, the, the short premise of the TLDR is, you know, the two of them are running their ranch because their father dies. It happens right away in the beginning of the movie, so it's not, like, a big spoiler or anything. Um, yeah. And so, you know, he's the more calm, relaxed one. Kiki Palmer's the more outgoing one. And the two of them are just trying to get by. So their houses, their houses, their horses are uh, acting horses. So they go to Hollywood and they and they do films. And he talks about doing the Scorpion oh, King. fancy pants. Yeah, so it's stuff like that. <laughs> and so seeing that aspect and then also um, the theme park is, is very good. And there's a great cast in it. There's a guy named Angel who I think you'll really love. He's a really yeah. fun character. Yeah. Um, 
they come across, you know, the UFO, which you'll see. And they the whole plot about that is wanting to make sure that they can capture it and have their Oprah moment and get that uh, footage or photo or something of the thing out there and being the ones to do it. So backstory again for Kiki Palmer's character and um, Daniel Clue is, is that there is a thing called the, ho- the horse in motion. And it is a photograph um, kind of like motion picture where it features a jockey. It's like a very prominent, well-known historical piece, I guess you could say, where only the yeah. photographer, the white man, was known for this. But nobody knows the name of the jockey, the black man, who is literally the star of this piece. And so it's all they. He did this yeah. weird thing where it was like their grand, their great 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 grandfather was this person. And so the whole focus on the film is like making sure that they have that moment and as being a black person and putting this thing out there and saying it was theirs and that they did this rather than like their great great grandfather who didn't have that opportunity and like no one knew his name. So that's why that's like kind of like the premise like they're really trying to capture this weird thing that's on their land but also the theme park has some cool shit that I can't wait for you to see. And I know I've worded that weird. I will post the thing I'm talking about in our Reddit because it's very interesting. I can't say much about it, Erica. I just need you to watch it. I know. I know. I need to go watch it. But I'm I'm, I'm like in that like where I'm like, ah, uh, I'm not really ready to go see movies in the movie theater yet. Oh, no, you don't have to. I've gotten spoiled watching and streaming things in the luxury of my own home. It's, it is <laughs> nice. And being able to pay for it and just doing your home, I'd rather do oh, that. Oh, dude, but... if they throw that on there for 40 bucks the day it came out, you're going to get my $40. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I do I do think it was I think it's a great one I, I've been seeing people saying like oh Jordan Peele can't keep making banger after banger no he can and this was great I very much enjoyed it um, I would highly recommend seeing it and I would love to hear people's thoughts on it so out of the three I guess which one is your favorite then oh gosh probably get out yeah but I would say I would say maybe nope goes above us for me I don't know they're all good yeah they're all very good I, it's really hard to to write them like that but i thought it was very very fun yeah i was gonna say i love get out so i'm excited to see if nope takes the cake i think i think you'll like it a lot especially because you're like a a ufl gal you know i love god yes well that that was definitely a lot of information we did a pretty long episode today about directors uh which again we are always open to doing these director episodes so if there's anybody you want to see in the future i mean we talked about quentin tarantino uh stephen king Uh, there's so many other people that we could absolutely talk about but if you have something you want us to do please let us know and if you have any of these films that are your favorite films or if we have completely missed uh, a film by one of these directors that you absolutely love let us know at our uh, reddit camp cryptid podcast or you can go to our website at camp there's a little contact us section so you can let us know there too while you're on camp you can find all the different ways to listen to us we're available on spotify and apple Podcasts if you'd like to leave us a review and with that contact session that erica was talking about you can also submit any stories that you have we do campfire tales almost every month or every other month uh, that's where we take your viewers submitted stories and we kind of dissect them and figure out what kind of creepy spooky thing haunted you in your lifetime uh we like to take viewer stories and kind of just put our own twist on them and 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 give our thoughts so if you have anything you'd like to share whether that be you know the spooky stories the movies erica's mentioned whatever else contact section is where it's at so thank you for listening to today's episode and we are your camp counselor signing off